Okay, good morning everyone. We continue our study of Mesil Tisharim, 10 minutes of meaning. I want to uh, thank Elliot Oswang who has sponsored the series for the year in memory of his beloved mother, Marion Oswang, Marilyn Oswang Eisenberg, whose neshama should have an aliyah. We continue in the introduction of Mesil Tisharim, the Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato has been reminding us the purpose of life is not what we can take, it's what we can give. And that this world in which we live that's filled with so much temptation, desire, and pleasure is a distraction from keeping our eye on the ball of what really matters. There's nothing wrong with engaging the pleasures of this world. The Torah endorses enjoying the delicacies of food and of physical pleasure and all the world has to offer, but to do it in the right context and to do it as a means rather than as an end. And we last left off with a reminder that Ramchal says, all you have to do is look at this world. And you looked at even a person who has money and health, who seems to have it all, Nobody has it all. Everybody's got their peckle, everyone has their challenges, and therefore, all you have to do is look around at the struggle, the suffering, the challenges of this world, and you will, any rational person will conclude this world is not all there is. After we know this, we'll understand the significance, the chomer, the gravity, the seriousness of the mitzvah, and the preciousness of the avoda, meaning that, and, and I think we're living in a time that we see this more than ever. I gave a talk earlier this week in New York, really about this, that the despondency, the depression, the feeling of insignificance that people are struggling with is a result of living a life of taking. When you think that the next money you earn, the next purchase you'll make, the next experience you'll buy is what's going to bring you happiness, and you're living a life that's self-centered, then you're going to feel empty. But when you realize the preciousness, v'yikar ha'avoda asher biadenu, that our avoda, to wake up in the morning with a mission, with a purpose, with a goal, with a drive, with an ambition, to change the world, to repair the world, to make a difference in the world, to volunteer, to help someone, to learn Torah, to serve the community. When you wake up with a purpose, it gives one a sense of meaning, joy, and happiness. You want to be whole, you want to be complete. Every day, you know, I see whether it's on social media or I get emails. Five ways to start your day. Five ways to guarantee a perfect day. Three ways to wake up with, you know, all these productivity gurus and experts and motivational speakers. And all of them are trying to supplement or complement or, or make up ways to feel shlemus. How can you at the end of the day when you rest your head on your pillow feel, this was a good day, I'm shalim, I feel whole, I feel complete, I feel meaning. And don't get me wrong, their suggestions are always excellent and I'm a big consumer of the productivity gurus, I like what they offer, but if they're all going to continuously be about you, how you can find happiness and joy and serenity and tranquility, then you'll constantly be in pursuit of something that you can never attain that you can never actually access. The way towards Shlema says the Ramchal, to be complete, to be whole, to be fulfilled, to be able to lay your head at night on your pillow and say, you know what? I had a meaningful day. I had a good day. Is the day that's not about you, it's a day that what you're doing for the world. Now, to meditate and to have hispodidus, to have some sense of serenity, to have balance, to have physical health, emotional health, mental health, those will all best position us to help and do for other people. But in the end of the day, it's not about us, it's about other people. So 
So you can only attain this goal of shleimus. You can only be whole and complete in this attitude towards the world when you realize that the entire world are mediums and mechanisms to attain growth. So, you know, like some people say, some people wash and make hamotzi. Why? Because they want that sandwich. They want the pizza. They want the bread. Mr. Sanders eats bread so that he could wash and make hamotzi. He shared with me many times, right, Mr. Sanders? Some people wash and they say, Ugh, should I have the bread? I don't want to bench. Who has time for benching? I don't want to have to bench. So they try to avoid eating the bread. A wrap. Rabbi, do you have to wash on a wrap? It's a snack. I'm not really eating it as lunch, the wrap. How many times have I been in an event at a buffet with people? It's a wrap. What's the dinner, the wrap? I don't want to bench. I want to bench. I don't want to bench. Mr. Sender says every day, I want to bench. I don't really want the wrap. I don't want to really eat bread. I have no interest. But you know, I want to bench. The benching is so beautiful. So do you eat to bench? Or do you bench so that you can access that wrap, that sandwich, that panini, that, a- that uh, pizza that you so badly wanted? Forget benching. Do you eat the apple to make a bracha? Do you make the bracha to eat the apple? All of this world, whether it's the food that we consume, whether it's the language we use, the business we conduct, the interpersonal relationships we share, are they all mediums and instruments for personal growth? Are we using them all to elevate, to transcend, to go higher and higher, to be more mindful and present in everything we do, to bring greater light into the world? Or are they absent-minded? Are they mindless? And they're just about serving us. What can I stuff in my face? What can I stuff in my eyes that I can watch? What can I stuff in my ears I can listen to? What business can I stuff more money in my pocket? So according to our mindfulness, according to our consciousness, according to our being present, as we're engaging this world and all that's in it, will be the result of what we take out of it. So when you wake in the morning, how you, how you go to the bathroom, when you come out of the bathroom and you make an Asher Yatsar, is there a mindfulness that if all my plumbing and pipes were working, wow, I've already had a great day. You're awake for 30 seconds and everything's worked. God... Thank you. I'm already way ahead of where many, many other people are. Asher Yatsar. So the very act of, and you'll excuse me, urinating or defecating, the very act of relieving oneself, is there a more base act? Is there a more animal act than relieving oneself? It's, it's what differentiates the people who have humility. Paro ran to the Nile. He didn't want anyone to know that even the great Paro has to go to the bathroom. Even the great Paro doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how much power you have. It doesn't matter what position you have. If you're driving and you got to go, you got to go. There's no atheist in a car of somebody who has to go to the bathroom. It's a new expression, right? When, when you're in a circumstance where you don't easily have access and you got to go, you got to go. And there's nothing more humbling. I don't care who you are and I don't care what you think you are and I don't care how much you're worth. When Warren Buffett or Bill Gates have to go, they got to go. So when you can go and you say, Asher Yatsa, you've been awake for 30 seconds, your day's already a great day. So the act of going to the bathroom can either be an animal-based act, which the arrogant person views as a necessary evil, or it could be, wow, you know, every time I go out of the bathroom, I take 30 seconds and I make a baruch of an Asher Yatsa, which changes my life, which changes my life. I once came out of the bathroom at the Kota on the sign, Outside, there's a, on the wall a beautiful engraven Asher Yatsar. And there was an Israeli man who was showing his son, clearly was visiting the Kotel and doesn't go often to any shul, let alone the Kotel. 
And he was so showing him the Asher Yatsar. He had never seen it. He's showing his show. Look at this. Isn't this interesting? Yeah. It was amazing. And I was watching. It was incredible. A minor change that occurs in the means will affect the outcome when the time comes for realizing the goal. So if we lose our way and we're not mindful and conscious of how we eat, when we eat, where we eat, the kashras of what we eat, the bracha before and after we eat, with whom we eat, so much of Chazal and, and Pirkei Avos is about the way that we eat either draws the Shekhinah down or the way we eat sends him away. Is our eating accompanied by Advar Torah or is it accompanied by gossip and Lashon Hara? Is our eating gluttonous and stuffing our face? Is our eating an excuse to have a conversation, to have hospitality, to have company, and so on? So the means of life, from the way we tie our shoes in the morning to the way we fall asleep at night, the many times we've gone to the bathroom in between, and the meals and the snacks that we've eaten, our day is pregnant with opportunities to transcend, to elevate, to be mindful, to be present, to achieve shlemus, to feel whole, to be connected and rooted in what matters. Or, or, if we engage in a counter at all with a sense of mindlessness, to not ascend but descend, to not elevate but to go further down and further away. So if you understand that mitzvos are the formula, mitzvos are the means through which we elevate and transcend and transform living in this world from a mundane, profaned act to a life of holiness, then, then we would be scrupulous and vigilant in the way that we perform them. We'd be exacting and care deeply about how we do it. Because the attitude we bring towards the bracha or the davening or the kashras or the laws of gossip or the laws of honesty and integrity in business or the laws of if we understood its impact on shaping and molding who we are and the legacy we leave, then we'd be so exacting. We care about the details. Because the composite, the result, at the end of the day, we're measured not by how much money we made, not by how we made a living, but by the life we led and the life that we formed. And what will engrave in the mind of our children and grandchildren, the legacy that we leave, is not the size of our house or the brand of our car, but it's how present were we when we made those brachas. It's our attitude towards mitzvahs. It's our mindfulness and our consciousness in all that we do. That's how we access yikar hanitzchi, the preciousness of the eternal and everlasting. She'en yikar lamala mimena. And that's what we find, that there's nothing more precious, there's nothing more pleasurable, there's nothing more fulfilling. You could go shopping at Town Center Mall, and you can stuff your face with the next big meal. And one can get high on alcohol or drugs, but it's fleeting, it's temporary, it disappears. The most precious, the most lasting is the pleasure of conquering one's animal side, one's inclination, of living a life of transcendence, of being present and mindful in all that we do, is being of service and being a giver rather than just a taker. Have a fantastic day.